right, check it. Checky check, checky check. Check checkers. Check checkers. The gas station, convenience store, chicken restaurant. Fast food place? Yeah. Yeah. Do you just mean that one time that we were on our road trip and we saw this checkers? And we ate there. We did. We had never seen a checkers in real life ever. You Googled it and you found out that they had like good mozzarella sticks or something. Yes. So if you are listening here to this podcast and you've ever been to a checkers, tell us where you live. Because like we saw it. We don't have them. No. Never heard of it. It's kind of like how we like Zaxby's. By sure. like, I mean, we thought it was okay. Yeah. But we just don't have them but, around but us. But there's none in Texas. So it's like a regional but chain. We have canes. We do have canes. Which I know a lot of other places that are not in the Louisiana, Texas area probably don't have that. And we also still have the best fast food place, Chick-fil-A. Yes. We were just talking about this the other day, how Chick-fil-A is debuting or testing out a new sandwich with pimento cheese and jalapenos on top. And then my mom said that they're starting to carry Chick-fil-A sauces in these like big squeezy tubes. At Target. At Target. Because there are some markets that don't have a Chick-fil-A nearby. I was like, what? Yes. How do these people live? My life is pretty good right now without checkers. My (laughs) life would be in absolute chaos without Chick-fil-A. It is a weekly occurrence for sure. Because what is better than waffle fries, little chicky nuggies for Theo, and a chicken sandwich for you? Nothing. Nothing. When I wish upon a star for that one special girl To take me on the ride to a whole new world Under the sea of bare necessities you got a friend to me cause I'm fun and fancy free With you on my arm people won't know what to do Say I wanna be like you, bibbidi bobbidi boo Like Woody and Jesse and Toy Story 2 Girl I have your name written on the bottom of my shoe Hello and welcome to episode 72 of Mirror with Mouse Ears. I am one of your hosts, Michael Agnew. I'm your other host, Zara Agnew. And we're back to back, baby. Yes, two weeks in a row. Two weeks in a row. I feel so accomplished. Yes, exactly. Everyone's like, whoa, what's going on? Normally we get an episode once every two months, not in back to back weeks. But here we are. It's exciting. So yes, if you are uh, new to our podcast... Zara, who are we? Welcome! I know, yeah, we didn't do our little spiel last week, but we're a couple from Dallas, Texas, who loves all things Disney, all things pop culture. We like to talk about fast food, because we don't like to cook. Um, We love coffee. We're excited that fall is here. But basically, we're just your chill friends who happen to really like Disney and have a podcast about it. Exactly. And so if you are listening to this podcast One, thank you so, so much. I know that there's a ton of other podcasts that that you could be listening to. And two, uh, you should follow us on Instagram. Uh, We are, that's where we do most of our Not that we're super active, but yes, that would be the place if you're going to interact with us. Well, Zara has secretly like been doing this side hustle where she's making like custom graphics for like people's social media. So one day she can start doing custom graphics for our social media and then we can really take off. I'm not a professional. I have no professional training, but how hard is it really? That's a good question. I don't know. So we will, uh, yeah, so follow us on Instagram. Um, and so because of that, uh, we, lo- we love to interact with people that are listening to our podcast. So it's time for a fan shout out. Fan shout out. 
All right, so the fan shout-out for this week, uh, since our Instagram has been pretty dormant, we are... Uh, we don't really have any uh, new people on the Insta, but we do have some uh, reviews on the Apple Podcast uh, app. So if you want to leave us a review, then you will be vaulted to the top of this list. Uh, but this one comes from Ingrid Roldan. Uh, she, in March, gave us a review, and it said, So good, all caps, two exclamation points about our podcast. Double exclamation points michael and zara are so entertaining they bounce off each other so well and are and are hilarious if you love disney and pop culture you need to listen to them ingrid thank you so much thank you we love bouncing off each other talking about fast food and the deliciousness of of chick-fil-a what does her uh bio say oh you actually we actually know ingrid irl in real life yes um from your hometown well, yes, Ing- Ingrid's brother uh, has been one of my best friends growing up. We played baseball. We went to Baylor. He in was band in my band or a band that I was a, a part of. He he played drums and I rapped, and uh, that's and that's Byron. And he was also in our wedding. He was a groomsman actually. He was. So Ingrid, uh, I doubt that Byron actually listens to this podcast, but Ingrid has been there through everything. Uh, she actually was the first person that taught me to put taquitos in <gasps> the toaster oven. And then you met me and you're like... in the microwave. Oh, this is a normal thing to do. Because my family growing up, um, we relied on frozen meals a ton. Mm-hmm. And so I just always just microwave Did you even have taquitos. a toaster oven or did you just have like a toaster for toast? We for sure had a toaster. My parents now have a toaster oven, but I think I that like growing didn't. up, we didn't mm-hmm. until like later in life. Exactly. Uh, Missing out. I, I know. We uh, totally were. So that's a long story about Ingrid. Um, but yeah, so her Instagram bio, Houston, Texas, Ghost Rose. Amen. Uh, love Jesus, student ministry, family, Mark 1230. Hmm. Uh, so she, Jesus juking us all on I the Instagram bio. I wish I knew what her favorite Disney movie was, but we don't know that pivotal information. But she did mention bouncing in her review, and that makes me think of Tigger. Oh. Because he's bouncy, trouncy, fun, 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 fun. Uh Uh-huh. So that's an option. The wonderful thing about Ingrid's is she's the only one. Oh. She's the only one I know. Zara, this is like next level. All right, so keep keep workshopping this. I'll shorten it to... Only one Ingrid. The but only one Ingrid. But it's like a Tigger reference. Okay, deal. A deep cut Tigger reference. Deep cut. You better know. Ingrid, I I hope that you like Tigger. Uh, if not, you are still the only one. He's so fun. I How know. Would you not Who like Tigger? doesn't like Tigger? Yeah. All right. Well, Ingrid, thank you so much for listening, for leaving a podcast review, and for blowing in my mind and changing my life by telling me not to, to just microwave my taquitos because they say soggy. Don't do it, And guys. they're not crunchy. Unless they're for your one-year-old baby, then they're okay. Yes, Theo does love taquitos. It's an easy I'm... lunch, go-to lunch. Yes, exactly. All right, well, I wish that for this podcast we could just talk about um, our unhealthy eating habits. Oh, <laughs> that, would, that would definitely last an hour. That would. We can uh, talk about that. But a topic that we have had from the very beginning to talk about on our podcast, um, with baby number two com- coming up, 
uh, I'm just like, hey, let's just like stop saving the big topics. Let's just like do this until our lives are like forever uh, in shambles in shambles due to having two uh, two kids. So today we are going to be talking about live shows at Disney World. So how pivotal do you think live shows are like right now during this pandemic world? Live shows are not happening. They're closed down. That's one of like the main, I'd say, big changes um, with like policies and everything going on that they don't, they aren't able to offer it right now. So what, how, like when you think of live shows, where do they fall on like the excitement list and like what they have to offer um, like the Disney World experience as a whole? Are you like waking up like, oh, I want to see a live show today when I go to a park? Or are you just like, I'm all about the rides and the food, live shows, I don't care. That is a wonderful point. I would say that I am never just waking up being like, yes, I want to go see this live show. All right. But I believe that the live shows are what separate Disney World from Universal and for sure Six Flags mm-hmm. is that like the they have like the these live shows, these extra theater type productions yes. that a lot of other theme parks just don't have or at least don't have like because the characters high quality, the characters make the live shows yes. more than like the rides do. Yes. And I am just like I have never been like a huge roller coaster person. Like I will I I will do roller coasters. Uh, but I just want an experience and to be immersed in like this environment and to be, um, yeah, just like be a part of the magic. And shows do that so, so well. They do. Now, what one of my themes for this episode will be, uh, we need some new shows uh, or at least like some like upgraded maybe technology okay. uh, in in some so shows. You're gonna bring some ideas, um, some fresh, some fresh maybe perspective. May, maybe, but we, but yes, the shows I think are like a major pillar of Disney World. But to your point of it being in COVID time right mm-hmm. now, people are still going to Disney World. They're still going, and like a lot of things during this whole pandemic time, um, we think that things are really necessary, and then they get taken from us, and we realize, hey, actually, I don't need this as much as I thought that I did. But it's just like nice to have. I mean, you don't, where do you get, other than like Broadway or like your local theater or like whatever, there's not a lot of times where you're getting to like see live shows. And like I said, Disney really prides itself on high quality entertainment. So the actors, the singers, the costumes, like every, the set pieces, they are all really, in my opinion, top notch. Unless it's like a really outdated show, which we might talk about a little bit. But I think Disney definitely prides itself on having the best of the best when it comes to live entertainment. So I think for me, um, as somebody who used to be in the theater um, (laughs) very minimally, (laughs) like in high school and middle school. But I just love that that theater experience. I mean, seeing seeing musicals is like one of my most ultimate favorite things in the world. It truly is almost every year for an anniversary or for your birthday. This is like the first year. Yeah. We haven't gotten to like go see any, which is super sad. Your dad for my birthday, my birthday was in April. Um, but he was planning, he had bought us tickets to see, um, frozen, uh, the musical. And you're, you usually take the youth group, um, to see one like, 
live show in Dallas um, every year, and I usually tag along and go with these, and I'm sure it was going to be frozen this year. But that was obviously canceled, so we didn't Brutal. get to see that. But you know, some of my—I actually think the summer one was going to be Little Mermaid. Oh, really? Yeah, I think so. Oh well, I haven't seen that because one. That would the been Frozen great too. one was during your birthday, like the April May. Oh, time. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, it was that. Or, it was earlier in the season. Well, well yeah, because we saw Aladdin and Lion King the past like two years, mm-hmm. yeah. which were both really good. Um, anyway, so live shows to me definitely add something like really extra. It's definitely something that I enjoy doing in the park and it's just like a good break sometimes to kind of break up your day like if if it's in um air conditioning that's even like more of a plus um you could just sit down uh so it's just a nice way to be entertained in the Disney parks so so before we start I have a question though on like so so we have not we we both were in separate rooms thinking up about these uh different live shows are you qualifying live shows in that there has to be live singing because i was reading this article where disney world tries to like proclaim that the that the carousel of progress is the is the longest running stage show in like okay in like theater history stage show but, yes but there's no live people but in there the, is no live was, singing in that so like that i'm not Country counting Bear, that. Jamboree, no those don't count a human being has to sing live on sing, stage singing isn't a requirement for like a live show okay but a live human being person is a requirement but once you if you go on the disney website and just type in like live entertainment like a lot of things pop up like mostly character meet and greets because you're meeting a live person when you meet them. Yeah. But I feel like that's not what we're talking about today. We're talking about like actual shows that you might sit down for. It gets a little dicey when we're going to talk about Epcot because there's a lot of like smaller stage shows and a lot of like pop up like acts um, that you don't really like sit down for, but you might just be walking by and here so that's gonna be interesting See, to talk about i didn't even add the epcot shows on my list so. i had a few or as many as i thought were yeah. important yeah oh okay see yeah so i think that everyone has a, a different um definition of a live stage show uh, but i think that we all know yeah there are the big ones you know the, the five or six or seven right big shows right and then there's like some like smaller ones. Right. Um, so we aren't necessarily going to like rank these definitively. Sure. We um, might just say like our favorite in the park. Yeah. Um, but we're just kind of like casually talking about them. All right. So um, I think the stage show that has been around the longest uh, in any park, the stage show that we have probably watched the least. I think I have watched the show with you one time. Yeah. Um, and it's. This is something where, for some people, they love it. Like, it's like one of their favorite stage shows. I would say, for me, I could see this. I would be okay with this one being gone uh, tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, but that is the um, Indiana Jones Epic Stunt Spectacular. Yes, debuted in 1989, before we were Before born. we were, were even born. Yeah, I have the same feelings as you on this. I would be like totally okay if we if this went away and we never saw it again. Um, because yeah, in the past like ten years, <laughs> I've probably probably seen it once. It's not on my family's like must do list. We're not like oh, if we're choosing like 
Hollywood Studios, let's go ahead and talk about that park, like, um, has the most amount of live yeah. entertainment and live shows. It's, like, kind of something that sets Hollywood Studios apart from other um, the other parks is that, you know, Hollywood, kind of that show element, atmosphere. But Indiana Jones, it's just not one that piques my interest. Well, um, if I was had to pick between the Indiana Jones show and the Indiana Jones ride at Disney World. Oh, geez, yeah. Yeah, I would pick There's that no ride. Yeah. But for me, as a girl, um, I would definitely pick one of the other live shows at Hollywood Studios over Indiana Jones. I mean, it is cool. Like, they do the whole... There's, like, fire involved. Yeah. People are falling off buildings. There's, like, an airplane that goes around. They have audience participation, which you have talked about before. Yes, your well... your personal yes, story. Yes, like, I, I need to, at least, if you have heard this story, I'm sorry. But whenever I was a, a junior or a, or a... I think a junior in high school... Uh, my band, the like, I play trombone. So the band goes to Disney World, um, and in the show, they 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 like do this interactive thing, like where they pick different audience members. And I raised my hand, and they actually picked me for the show. They said you have to be 18. I was 16 or 17 at this time because I didn't turn 18 until like the week before college started. And uh, so I go there, and they ask me for my I for my ID, and I'm like, crap, I don't have it, but I have my school my school ID, which shows that it was like it was like that year. And so oh I just gosh. said, and I said, hey, only seniors in high school can have this. Oh my so I gosh. am 18. And I signed a piece of paper that oh said I was 18 and I was not. But uh, morally at 16, 17 years old, I just, I guess I, I wasn't there. You had to have your there. shot at fame. You had I to did. have your moment. I did. Do you remember what they like required you to do? Like, what did you do in the show? Do you remember? Uh, well, no. So I like stood up there with like a couple other people and, um, I don't re- I think yeah yeah it, it's like where like they like have somebody do like the fake death scene okay. and then you realize that one of the cast one of the people is actually like a cast member is like an actual stunt person. Yes. Okay. So for this show, you're in a covered arena, but it's not air conditioned. Like there's ma- there's like fans and stuff. Yeah. It's located like at the back of the park, kind of near Star Tours, um at the back of like Echo Lake, but I totally agree. This could use, like, how, how popular is the Indiana Jones franchise right now? Well, like, in comparison to, like, Star Wars, which is on the up and up, on the rise, if you So they made the joke. Shia LaBeouf one, yeah. like, 10, 12 years ago. It involved aliens. It was weird. But they are actually, it was supposed to be coming out with, like, a new in, a new Indiana Jones movie within the next, like, two years. But then COVID happened, and that got pushed back. So they at least had plans to revitalize this Indiana Jones But this series. show has been around longer than we've been alive. Yes. So. Uh, well, it's interesting. We, a long time ago, were listening to this like Jim Hill, this, like, Jim Hill me- uh, media podcast. And Jim Hill was talking about whenever they first brought this stunt spectacular to the parks and how just liability-wise people mm. kept getting hurt. And it was like this like really big thing and um so i think disney maybe because stunt spectaculars can be really tricky uh to like make sure that people are safe at all times they have this working model right now and so they don't want to like stray Mm -hmm. from that Mm -hmm. um which is like an interesting idea uh for people who have never been or for people who only go once every five or ten years 
this is like a good show to yeah. see. Like it and is entertaining, but for people who like us who go every year, if not multiple times a year, we're like, okay, we've seen it. We want something new. Yeah. And it just doesn't fit in with the direction of this park right now that 10, 12 years ago, whenever they had the lights motor stunt show, they had the backlot tour. They had all of these different, um, it was more like movie the behind the scenes. Yeah. Like it fit more. Yeah. Now it just kind of like sticks out one Indiana Jones as a property sticks out to just like the yeah. idea of the show sticks out. Um, I was re-listening to an old episode of ours, which, which I've never done, but episode like 42 or like 43. Uh, if anyone wants to go back to, to this, we, we were like somewhat crystal ball fortune prophesying where we did this episode talking about new rides or like movies that needed to come to these parks or like mm. changing up existing rides. Hmm. One of which was um, you actually mentioned changing Splash Mountain or sorry. No, I mentioned this because you thought that this was appalling changing Splash <laughs> Mountain to be Moana themed. Oh yeah. yeah, um, yeah. And, yeah. and two to bring princess and the frog to this park by changing up um, Tom Sawyer's riverboat yes. to be the like princess Tiana's and the frog. Yeah. And then changing up um, the treehouse to be a Tiana restaurant. Mm-hmm. So then you take the ferry boat where there's th- this party to Tiana. So we, so I, it, it, it wasn't perfect, but uh, yeah, bringing princess and the frog to that location was at least right. But also on that, um, I talked about how doing a Mulan training uh show where like it was like um uh be a man and so it could be especially with this new which Mm. this movie flopped and did like horribly bad um but the live action mulan maybe there could be like a training of mulan and maybe that would fit more because at least people identify more with mulan than 30 year old indiana jones maybe i i don't know what can be grand scale enough to replace this because it's a big like theater and like a big stage i don't know what they can bring but it's also amazing that going into this podcast i thought this would be like a pretty short podcast because i because i'm like what like how how do we just riff about shows and we've talked about the worst show for like 10 minutes right now it's pretty incredible okay let's move on to some other shows in hollywood studios i'm gonna bring up the voyage of the little mermaid Oh, okay. Yes. This is always actually kind of on our must-do list. I feel like we always try to get um, like a time slot for this, maybe even a fast pass, try to work it into our schedule. Theo's seen it now like two times. Especially with Little Mermaid being Theo's favorite Disney property. Uh, Oh, yeah. This one, though, we have heard rumors. I think, yeah, again, hearkening back to the Jim Hill podcast, um, he was saying that this – could be one that just doesn't reopen post COVID. Like, yeah, it, 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 I don't know the date, the opening date of it, but it has been around for a really long time. How long would you think it has been open? I'm trying to think. Little Mermaid came out kind of like early '90s, I think. Yeah. Um. So I'm gonna say like '97. 1992. Oh my gosh. Okay. So one year after we were born. I know. It's pretty. Almost as long as Indiana Jones. And this one, I feel like, really shows the wear and tear. Amen. That's my Um, biggest thing. Yeah. So this theater is a little bit smaller. It definitely doesn't have, like, a huge capacity like some of the other shows. Um, You do get to sit, like, down in a theater style. It's air conditioned. It's inside. It's dark. 
Uh, um, one of my favorite effects is like the bubbles that they do up top yeah. and the um, like waves, lasers, lasers. With those waves, yeah. So and you kind of like feel the mist or whatever. It always feels kind of nice. It kind of almost reminds me of like tough to be a bug, like the way that they have like the kind of like the 3D effects, but just not as like high tech and exciting. Yeah. Um, but it's weird because it's like a mix of clips from the movie. Uh, mixed in with some live actors doing like certain key scenes or whatever, the humongous Ursula blow up that is super huge is kind I of like say a blow up. I would say it's like a giant puppet. As it's a like pu- a big like animatronic. Okay, thing. I guess you're right. Yeah. Um, another standout part is when like uh, Ariel's getting changed over uh, from a mermaid to a human and like. Or when she's getting changed back. I don't know. Yeah. She like lifts up or whatever and there's all that smoke and then like psh, her like little. I will forever be mystified by that. <laughs> her, yes. her like skirt goes away yes. and then she has legs or whatever. It's very interesting. And then um, the other really good scene is where um, Sebastian's singing under the sea and it's like all black light yeah. um, puppets or whatever. And that's pretty cool. Whereas they have um, live actors and stuff. There are 100 black light puppets in in this show. That's a lot. I believe that. Just thinking that they have to pay that many actors to do this show. Um, yeah, like the thing about the show was it was only supposed to go for it was supposed to be this like seasonal or this like short run attraction and it's gone for forever. Almost thirty years now. Yeah. Um no something I know that was in that theater, I was looking at retired shows too. There used to be a Muppets live show in that theater. Really? Prior to The Little Mermaid. See, I think that a Muppets live show would be great. And I think would... Well, we have the Muppets 3D show, but it's different than like live Muppet characters. I think the thing that makes the Muppets so cool is that they are puppets. And so whenever... I don't know. I think that if we like watch the show with live Muppet... Muppets is trying to make like a comeback and I keep being like, why? Just like, just fall off. But maybe it needs something different like that. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. For little girls, I mean, this one's really good. Ariel, the little mermaid, obviously still is a pretty popular character. I oh, feel sure. like like mermaids. I mean, even Theo likes mermaids, likes this show. Um, but it is just one of the older shows that the I think. The biggest thing <laughs> is, a is the, uh, is the it just looks dated. movie projection oh, yeah. on that screen. It's not even in like. 1080p it, it's like still in like the box like it's like they're just form. doing a vhs and like showing it i'm like the frozen sing-along has this 30 different led yes, screen the like difference... if they put an led screen with those lights the difference um, in quality yeah it's yes i this is by far the biggest show where if they just put more money into like the into the tech and like put more resources to it i think it would like draw people back into it yeah yeah because the puppets and the singing is very very cool if they were to just totally scrap it and change it what would you like to see here one i think i've maybe i've mentioned in the past or when i was thinking of was moana oh yeah yeah yeah. okay yeah um any other ideas you have for like what you would want to um, I was not prepared for this question. Normally, I ask you questions, <laughs> and then you on the spot think, okay, okay, okay. Uh, think of That's stuff. That's fine. Uh, but I think that – oh, boy. I don't want to get rid of it, though. I guess, like, Little Mermaid has its own ride now that in, like, in like the new Fantasyland It does. Land I mean, area. it doesn't have, like, anything else in Hollywood Studios specifically. It's, like, mostly – it's pretty much just in the Magic Kingdom, but – Yeah, so as a movie – 
Moana would be something where a show would be really good because it has a lot of songs, which I think that that's like the biggest key mm-hmm. is that it needs lot, lots of songs. One of the, the things about this show is is it's like the shortest running live show. And I think that in telling a, a movie, mm-hmm. the longer that you that you have, the like the better the experience is. And so I think if like and so this this show is only 17 minutes long. Wow. Um, whereas I'll. I'll like ask you how long do you think the other shows are, um, but I think if this one was like longer, then it might fit better. But Maybe. the movie needs songs to make it worth that. Yes. And uh, Little Mermaid has like some iconic top of the line songs, yes. but it's not like it has eight songs. It yes, has only a handful. Yeah, I don't think Mulan would work in this space. No, strong no. <laughs> Okay, what else? Let's see. Uh, moving on to another princess stage show in Hollywood Studios, the Beauty and the Beast yes. stage show is definitely one of my favorites. Maybe maybe my favorite in the park. I'm not sure. But Beauty and the Beast is another just like classic. Again, it's been, you know, it's from the early 90s. Like this is our childhood, one of our most like beloved movies we've watched growing up. Um, a really great movie with the opportunity to have amazing costumes and songs like lends itself really well to live action um, enough so that they've done a live action movie and it's been a musical on Broadway. So this is like the mini pared down Broadway version. Um, But I feel like we try to see this, if not every single year, like at least every other year. Well, because one of the biggest hacks is the Meemaw Fast Pass. So whenever we are there with Meemaw, I feel like we have to see it if we can, because since she isn't, is in a wheelchair the handicapped wheelchair seating is literally right front up front row. and so you are like we've yeah the last four or five times that's normally we where we the sit front row so i know that you don't have like the full viewing of yeah. like being like further yeah. back but you're so close to it you and, to see and the, like, the pictures and like the videos are all very very cool yes um so this one yeah i just like that they have live singers actually singing it um the only two live singers are bell and gaston really yeah wow okay well there's a lot of like supporting lots of like villagers and they have the whole like be our guest scene where they have different like they're dressed up as cutlery and there's this like girl dressed up like an ice cream sundae anyway i just really like it there's lots of dancing lots of dancing which is like what makes a musical while musical obviously is is singing it's like the uh, the way they stage it and the dancing yeah. and like the, the backdrops. They yeah. do, yeah, they do certain things like quick changes, like behind the curtain, yeah. like for um, the fairy godmother, evil hag lady. And uh, they like do a quick change of her where she turns into like her other costume, which is really interesting. And the beast at the very end. The beast does something similar to where he mermaid, with the smoke where, and yeah. he has to turn into the prince. And so it's just kind of like that movie stage magic like it i think um this is why it makes it one of my most favorite ones all right one of the wildest things upon my wikipedia reading was this stage show opened up the week that the movie released in theaters in 1991 they didn't even wait they didn't even wait so one of like the biggest i guess complaints about disney world right now is that it's so takes a long time and like they have to like workshop uh-huh. all of this different yes. stuff um so it's like coco like 
Why yes. why has there not been a, a Coco show yes. or something in this park? Why is why do we still not have like a Moana themed thing? Why does Tangled not represented except for these bathrooms? Yeah. And it's and <laughs> yeah. like and like it's because they like have it's like everything is has been set for so long that adding new things it just takes a while. Hmm. Um, or like the or the Incredibles like that area got created years and years and years, years later. Yeah. And um yeah, so I think that so I I I found that very very interesting mm-hmm. that they did it even before Beauty and the Beast, and so they and so they like made the show as a like addition, so people who came to the park would see the show, and that would attract them to go see the actual movie. Yes, now they have crazy. those little like short things where you like see a preview of like what's coming up like during spring break or whatever the newest. But this that's that is crazy that they didn't even like wait any time to see if it was going to be a success. I mean, maybe they knew it was going to be a success. Maybe they didn't, but I mean, just based on like past princess things, like it had to be a success. And it was obviously, it's still around here. Like again, like 30 years later, um, which is seriously 30 years. Yeah. So this show is 25 minutes long, but it has eight songs. Mm -hmm. So that's like the, I think the thing from this song and, really most Disney songs it's or most songs, Disney movies yeah. is it has so many songs. So it like can tell the full story. Yes. Okay. So we've talked about like the oldest uh, shows in that park pretty much. So talking about uh, some of the newer shows, uh, there is the Disney junior dance party. Oh, okay. This was not on my list. Um, We've never done this. We had this, we had fast passes for it back in March, I believe. Cause we were like, Oh, this would be fun for Theo to go to. Um, but the timing didn't work out. Like we wanted to sleep in or something. And so we didn't end up doing this, but knowing how much he likes different, like Disney characters now, I can see how this is like a really good draw for toddlers. Um, and if they get to like dance too, like that's always fun as well. Um, so it's just utilizing maybe some different characters that you don't get to see in other parts of the park and probably like Mickey mouse too. Like you don't have a lot of, live shows and live interactions there's um, actually only one show that has mickey mouse in it uh and there used to be two other ones mm-hmm. but now there's only one wh- I th- wh- I, i'm thinking he's in this disney jr one i don't think he is oh, you, don't, you don't think so i don't think so i know or, vampirina is like or Sophia. in my researching that's what okay. i found yeah Sophia the first um so, some different like fun like disney shows like that so. yeah Oh, I'm sure that, yeah. We can't speak to it very much because we haven't seen it, but. But I think that, yes, like if you have small kids, then yeah, like this is great. Um, I was going through some old uh, footage from like whenever my parents took us and my mom had her like ginormous like uh, video camera recording us. And there's a scene or like a, I don't know, like there's, uh, yeah, a scene of me and my two younger brothers dancing at the bear in bear in in the big blue house they oh, yeah, they yeah, used yeah. to have something like that i guess but like out of the box roly yes. poly oly uh i'm sure no one knows what those are maybe but i'm the early disney actually Channel maybe they favorites. do yeah so yeah so there was like i guess this disney dance party back in the day too Okay, so another new show that we have seen and I definitely really like is the For the First Time in Forever. 
a Frozen sing-along celebration. The longest name of a show That's in the history mouthful. of the world. Yes. A.K.A. the Frozen live show. But this is different than if you have been to Disneyland. They oh. have a Frozen, basically, musical version. Uh, different from Frozen on Broadway. But Frozen, like, pared down. That show is really amazing. Yeah, so I guess, yes, like, we are doing this just for just for Disney World, but... That Frozen one at Disneyland would be my favorite live show. Used to be Aladdin for a really long time hmm. there in Disney. Uh, I think it's in California Adventure, I'm pretty sure. Um, yeah. And they just changed it to Frozen like a couple years ago, pretty recently. And we got to see it while we were there two times. We waited in line for so long. We got to see it twice while we were there. That's how much we liked it. Because yeah. we were like, I want to see that again. That was really good. Um, I was really impressed with the stage presence of it, the the way they did the storytelling. Anyway, this one in Hollywood Studios is, um, it's a sing-along. So it's a mix of, kind of like the Little Mermaid one, sort of. It's a mix of showing videos from the movie, like in the background with like the words. But they have these live actors. Um, you get to see your favorites too, like yeah. Anna, Elsa, Olaf, um, Sven, Kristoff. Um, but they have these two like narrators who are like palace workers, palace. I don't know who Loki, they are. Loki, the, Loki, the funniest, very funny. the funniest thing of any Disney world attraction. They're just yeah. like say snarky things. I'm sure they get to ad lib a lot. Um, these are the people who like didn't make it on SNL and they're yeah, just like yeah. going to be at the Disney park. Um, anyway, yeah, they're really funny, really sarcastic. Um, they actually also tailored this one uh, for the season. So when we went in November last year, it was like Christmas themed and they had um, like a few different songs and a few different things at the end um, because they had that frozen like Christmas short about like holiday traditions or about whatever. About Olaf's stupid fruitcake. <sighs> I know you don't like it, yeah. but it was kind of cool that you got to experience like a holiday version of this attraction. So that was kind of fun, but Anyway, it's indoors. Um, it's a pretty big auditorium, much bigger than The Little Mermaid. Um, you get to experience, I think, some snow coming down, which is always you, fun. You you think? Okay, you, you do. definitely get to. That's okay. by far the greatest part. Okay, okay, okay. Um, but it's just kind of nice to be sitting there, like, with everyone else in the whole theater, like, s screaming at Singing the top of along. your lungs, yeah, like, yeah, let yeah. it go, and, like, all your favorites from this movie because this show has some really great songs um and it's just kind of fun to it's like you get this the story of the movie but yeah. mostly it's just about getting to sing along to the songs yeah zara so, lives for this attraction it was very fun i have like a five minute video of her just singing to all of these songs and she's unaware of me recording her it's very cute it's fun i don't know i like it so that that's probably I think that's like the newest. That is the newest one. Show yeah. that they've had. And that's, you know, a couple of years old now. Um, it opened in 2014. In 2015. Six it, years old. Dang. Well, in 2015, it moved to like the American Idol place. It, Maybe they had it, it in a different I area. I think it used to be. Yeah. Like our first time seeing it, it, it was at like a different place. Hmm. Uh, but yeah. Anyway, so Hollywood Studios in general definitely has the bulk of the live shows. That's. That's like a key component of that park. And I think that one is going to is like the hardest hit for that yeah. um, for live action shows not being available during this time. I mean, you do have you do have a lot of other rides, but that is like that's a, a good way that um, 
the studios relies on, you know, taking large groups of people for like a good 20, 30 minute block, you know, so they're not waiting in line or like just milling around waiting to do stuff. So, yeah, that is one of the uh, hidden layers of these shows is that it it does. It's like, a people sucker. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Lar- mass mass amounts so of people. That means that there's less people in on the sidewalks or waiting in lines, making lines longer. Um, and I think that other shows, so like the spectacular, like the Indiana Jones thing, a lot of these other things I think can open uh, sooner. But the singing along aspect, I don't think you'll be able to sing right for a while, right? Uh, or at least in uh, my right. circles, that's just what I have been hearing. So I think if it's like like a movie theater where you are watching something that's different than if there's potential that you could be singing especially for the outdoor ones too like beauty and the beast and indiana jones that might be even better because there's like more ventilation and everything like that um they also have the muppets show but it's not i didn't include that because it's not live people again not live characters um it's just like a 3d Oh, okay. Projection yeah, show. Yeah, yeah. Nah. So that one didn't really count. But anyway, that's Hollywood Studios. Um, is there a park you want to talk about next? Well, uh, at Hollywood Studios is Fantasmic. Would would you count Fantasmic? I was just not counting the nighttime ones because it's kind of like its own special nighttime thing. But if you yeah. want to talk about it, you can. Well, I feel like Fantasmic is different because it's not just a fireworks show. Whereas mm-hmm. like the castle that there are actors, there are 40 performers in this show. There's a lot. I mean, um, yeah. And, and I think it is like, yeah. So this thing started in 1998 and it still holds up. I mean, like tech wise explosions, water projecting on to things like, a lot of elements it holds up it's incredibly good um and i theo needs to see this because the maleficent dragon it's is hard. a pivotal we character we haven't seen it in a couple of years obviously yeah because theo is like a baby and you have to get home for bedtime yeah. and bath and all that stuff um but and it's not something we see like every year but it's definitely a really good show. Well, yeah, there was... It has a, a wide variety of different characters and yeah. different stuff. Well, yeah, since I've seen it so many times, there was a season whenever the Star Wars fireworks show kind of came at the same time as Fantasmic, which was interesting. And I still stand by the Star Wars fireworks show is the greatest Disney show I have ever seen. Uh, it's incredible. Wow. That might be because I love Star Wars so much. That's a hot take, uh, guys. But, uh, no, the Emperor Palpatine lightning in the trees it's all just so dope all right so anyways yeah so fantasmic i at least um needed to give that a shout out because yeah there's live performers um there are boats and floats um there's the poke there's like a pocahontas there's a whole pocahontas Pocahontas. musical number which is really awesome because you never get to see that and it's like shamu where if you sit in the first four rows you could get wet you gonna get wet and you don't have to watch uh Beautiful live animals in captivity to uh, make that happen. Correct. So, all right. Uh, so, yeah. So, I think that. So, we are obviously saving um, the two best ones for the very, very end, it is looking like. Un- I think so. Oh, sorry. You are going by park. So, mm-hmm. oh, okay. Yeah. So, you keep leading this. Oh, okay. Um, Magic Kingdom, surprisingly, for it being like the people's favorite park and it being the most classic park. Yes. And. Um, it really doesn't have that many live uh, live entertainment options. Um, you can meet characters, you can see parades, you can see the nighttime fireworks, 
But unlike Hollywood Studios, there's really not um, an option other than like Philhar Magic, which again, that's not live. That's just 3D to sit down and watch a show. Unless we're talking castle shows. We never do this. We never do it. We normally have castle shows. This is like be the like, only one. Be like the background, like running across. Me, yes. Uh, I yes. I always picture it's just like literally running across the hub from like Tomorrowland over to, um, you know, Frontierland or something. But we never. So like stand my question, there and watch it. which I didn't know this, but do you even know what the castle show's name is? Like I did what the not name until I looked. Show? Yeah, not until I looked it up. But I think it's called Mickey's Royal friendship fair it is okay i had no idea this opened in 2016 all i know is that elsa is in it and i think she's a pivotal character um princess and princess and and the frog tangled and frozen all featured prominently featured in there yeah i just know that whenever we're like walking past it i usually hear let it go and i see like elsa on stage like talking about stuff so I think, yeah, you get to see Mickey and Minnie. Um, you get uh, you get to see it on the castle, which is kind of unique. Um, it's not a great show-watching option because, obviously, there's not any um, seating. Uh, you kind of have to line up in advance if you want a good spot, kind of like for a parade or something. Yeah. And, obviously, there's no shade, and it's not indoors. So, as far as, like watching a show it's kind of down there for me <laughs> because you have to stand up in the heat yes to see this um and it's just i don't know there's something about it i guess the storyline i don't know we just never do this because magic kingdom has so many rides we're usually running back and forth like trying to hit our fast passes trying to do so many other things um that we don't stop and watch this really yes i uh yeah i don't even know the plot of this but it it shows five times a day, which is interesting. That's a lot. I did not know that. Um, something else random, um, like Hollywood Studios does offer this too, and Magic Kingdom offers this um, a lot. Uh, just like street performers, yes. kind of. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. know if that was like included. It's not really like a sit down live thing, but it is live entertainment. And one of the ones I like the most um, are the Dapper Dans. Oh yeah. Um, they're really classic. So you can find them on Main Street. Um, actually, during the Halloween season, they're known as the Cadaver Dans. Yes. So that's kind of fun. Um, but they're just, they're really good, like, acapella performers singing, you know, classic Americana songs. Um, you have, like, the Main Street Trolley show where they come through. Here, how and... about we do another episode on, on like, Ooh, these side on shows? on street performers? Because we are, like, 40 minutes in, like, into this. Okay. And uh, and we still have our top two ones to uh, talk about. Okay, awesome. Let's move to Animal Kingdom then. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, um, I'm guessing you're talking about you know, like your other top two favorite live shows. Sure. Um, yeah. So the main one I think of when I go to Animal Kingdom, it's always on our list. We see it every time. Every time. Um, sometimes we get a fast pass for it because we love it that much, um, and that would be the Festival of the Lion King. Love it, uh, especially if you have a grandmother that is in that is in a wheelchair. And um, again, you get to sit right up front. Yes, uh, and they do this like interactive thing where like at the end they will have kids come. But one time they had Meemaw all come. Oh my god, it was and so cute! They, like pushed her around. It was the cutest. It was so cute. 
But I don't know how. Do you have the date on this one? How long it's been around? Oh, sorry. Uh, yes, I do. It opened up in 1998. It was an opening attraction at Animal Kingdom. Interesting. It used to be at a different location. Yes, yes, yes. And then it got moved. I think in like 2014 or uh-huh. something. They redid it a little bit. Um, but anyway, we love this. Like the costumes are really great. Um, it is a retelling of The Lion King, but not in a super traditional sense. Like you have the four. Uh, like a king, a queen, a prince, and princess, like actors. Um, and they're kind of leading the story. But you have these acts of like the tumble monkeys doing yeah. gymnastics. So it's like a. It's more like Cirque du Soleil kind than, of, than yeah. like retelling. It's like using the, 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 the Lion King characters. Yes. But they're doing like their own show. Right. You have the. Um, the guy who swallows swords. The fire and, like, breather? Does yes. Fire that is by far the greatest part. That one's crazy. Um, uh, we always like to see the birds who do like the beautiful ballet dancing yeah. and then they get to fly around up in the air and that's really cute. Um, I'm the tumble monkeys. What else. Tumble monkeys um, is like a main one. Um, you have a lot of just like dancers. Um, kind of. So this one is at like a theater in the round seating. You're inside, yeah. you're in the air conditioning. Um, the action is in the middle of the, um, theater. So you really get a good, like 360. And so there is no like bad seat. Whereas in True. other places, if you get put in like the way far back, you uh-huh. can't see a ton, but in this one, there really is no bad seat. Even if you're kind of in the back, you're still close enough. I feel like to see everything. Um, it involves, um, par- these huge parade floats that are really cool that move and talk. Um, that's why it's called called like the festival like it's a celebration of yeah. like the lion king story which is really cool and um, there's like a little bit of audience participation like Mike, michael mentioned um you get to hear um, pretty much all of your favorite songs from the lion king um it's just a really a really top quality show that we always enjoy seeing yes one of my things recently with 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 this show is the four people that lead this show are like more critical than any other True. performer in any other show. And, it can and really I, make or break it. And so I feel like there's like a new cast, or yes. at least the last two times that we have seen it. Yes. I feel like four or five years years ago there were different people, mm-hmm. and and they just like embodied those characters yes. more to me than these. It pe- was always the people same do. people. Yeah. Yes, every time we went, and then now I agree. Like the past two years, maybe they've yeah. they had some different people. It's kind of like. On the Jungle Cruise, like, if your skipper is good, then you're going to have a good experience. But if you, like, see the Nemo show or Ariel or Beauty and the Beast, regardless of really, like, how good those people are, you're still going to enjoy it because there's so much more to, like, get your attention. Mm -hmm. For these, if the Prince guy is just garbage and you're just, like, not buying him, then it's going to, like, take you out of that, I think, more than anything. Also, the last time that we went, uh, the bird flying lady yes she wasn't on the harness i think my mom asks somebody because that's her favorite part and i think she asked somebody at the end and he was like yeah um there was like an issue at the last minute and we didn't want to send her up or something like that like it really rarely ever happens but they just had to do their whole routine like on the floor they didn't get to do that added um air element um but yeah we highly recommend this one um we love it so going on to this show is 30 minutes too so it is long so like so yeah so like in in comparison to the little mermaid 17 minute performance it feels uh, like a full show yeah 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 yeah. uh the other like major show in um animal kingdom is finding nemo the musical which a lot of people this is their favorite one 
Um, I would say like I I I would say yeah. So whenever we did our our um back at like the beginning of all of this, of all of this um, pandemic, we did something where we had people vote on Lion King versus Finding uh, yeah, Nemo. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and it was like neck and neck. That's it, crazy. It was very very close. We just always like the Lion King more, but we the last time that we, that we saw it, uh, mm-hmm. Finding Nemo, I actually enjoyed it a lot more than I thought. I think we went in November, and yeah, it was Theo's first time. He fell asleep. <laughs> yeah. Well, this one is by far the most like a musical. I mean, it is a musical. It's in the it's title. It's a stage show. Yeah. Um, You're indoors, um, auditorium seating. Uh, the costumes are there. Um, they're fish, so they hold these puppets which is really interesting and then like there's a person holding the puppet dressed like as their character and they're like it's kind of like the lion king uh uh musical the beginning musical where yeah where like they are people yeah having these like puppets yeah yeah it's interesting but um nemo the the movie um didn't have songs right so they had to come up with yes 14 yeah. original songs. Also, what is crazy, the, the people that wrote these songs were the same people that wrote the music for Frozen. Oh, very interesting. So it's very... Oh, awesome. Kristen and Anderson Lopez. The, uh, the Lopez people. Yeah, Lopez, yeah yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. So one of my favorite ones, and you can hear this song on the Nemo ride at the very end, is um, In the Big Blue World. Yeah. That one's a really good one that has at the end... Um, but just keep swimming. I mean, that was like kind of a song in the movie, yeah. but they like blow it up into like a whole song. It here. just blows my mind that there are fourteen songs in this show. So the Beauty and Beauty and the Beast had eight. eight. Yeah, this one has fourteen. It's insane. Um, so like from that perspective, and and I think just watching the people do the puppets. There's people like floating because they have to be swimming, so they're like in the air. Um, yeah, it's pretty incredible, and everything is all live. So there's no pre-recorded singing at at all. Whereas like Beauty mm-hmm. and Beauty and the Beast, there is again, like, yeah, and you can tell the like voice difference in the performers, yeah. like b- depending on what um show you see. But they have some fun special effects. They have bubbles. Um, I remember like je- these big jellyfish like coming out into the audience, yeah. which is like kind of fun. Um, but, but the show is actually weirdly dark and scary though, it, it, it kind of is it has its moments you know there's sharks yeah um it gets like pitch black dark at sometimes because whenever we went there was a girl that was just like hysterically crying and her dad had to take her out of yeah. the theater so that is one of the oh yeah so like whenever we saw it last time we were with L- lily and lily and oliver and lily was like she didn't want to see it three right? or four and she just got scared at like a lot of different things and so i'm like no, Finding Nemo is so fun. And at the end, she's like, no, I don't want to watch this. So and so, and yeah. so we watched it. And after we left, I'm like, I'm so glad she did not watch this because she would have been scary. terrified. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I can't I, I can't believe this is like some people's favorite. I don't know. Something about Nemo, it's just not as like yeah. heartwarming and daring as Lion King to me. Um, so we, while it is a really good show, it's just not something that – as much we enjoy as much. I think the technical musical theater aspect of it, um, which I know that you love musicals, so you might be like the outlier in this, but I think that for people that just love musicals and the technical like aspect, like there are people like this is a 40 minute Broadway production. 
that like is it really that long? Yeah. Sorry. Yes, it is forty minutes long. Oh, it's wow. so long. And so just from like the price of admission for going to Animal Kingdom, like you're getting a forty minute Broadway musical at mm-hmm. this park, mm-hmm. which is pretty nuts. Yeah. Okay. One other thing I want to include that's not really like it is live action, but it's the the bird show. Oh yes, that we never see ever. I think that's. I think this is getting changed for like the fourth time. It is. Um, right now I think it's called Winged Encounters: The Kingdom Takes Flight. Um, it had included characters from Up. Uh, but I recently heard, yeah, that those characters were being removed. I feel like they just can't get a good handle on yeah. what this show is supposed to be when, in reality, it's like your average bird show that you would see at the State Fair of Texas. Yeah. Um, so again, we never do this. Um, maybe we should. I, I think, don't know. I think Thea would love it. I have always enjoyed it. I think more than most people, but it's not like I'm going to be like, Zara, let's go like do this. Yeah. But it could be a good thing to do. Sit down, kind of break up your day. Yeah. Um, because Animal Kingdom does have a lot of stuff, but I could see how it could definitely be like a half day park or not a whole day park, especially since, uh, they have the limited um hours right now and yeah and if you have never seen this it's a very cool thing just being able to train birds like that well mm-hmm. is very very cool but if you've seen it and if you like times, it yeah then... if your kid really likes animals yeah. um like live animals this is a good show okay that's kind of it for um animal kingdom unless you're counting some of like the other like nah street performers we'll have to talk about that another yeah. episode um, moving on to Epcot. This one's kind of hard um, because, uh, again, I don't feel like they have any traditional, like, big musical sit-down, like, stage shows. Which is crazy. Epcot, Epcot offers a lot of other things, but that's not something that they offer. Like, the joke about, or at least my joke about Epcot, is that it's the, like, adult boring park. And just in general, shows are, like, the adult, the adult boring thing to do like it's not these like thrill seeker rides and so uh you would think that epcot would have shows but it doesn't so just moving quickly and i'll only talk about like my favorite one um but just some of the live entertainment like they do have live entertainment but like i mentioned earlier it's these like little pop-up shows that are like only you know 15 20 minutes long um at the different countries around uh, around World Showcase. So I know you have um, in Canada, there's usually some live music um, right when you walk in. I think that's kind of changed a couple of times over the yeah. years, but it's like Canadian music. Um, or they've had like log rollers at one point too. They did. Um, it's it's kind of something different. You have to like know what it is. Um, they have a British band that plays live. We never see it. I think it's called like British Revolution. Um, and then usually during um, like eat to- there's something called Eat to the Beat or like during the Flower and Garden Festival yeah. or during okay. they have um, that big pavilion, a covered pavilion right in front of um, America. And they usually have some kind of like concerts and stuff there. They've had a weirdly a um, like Star-Lord themed um, concert what? there. Yeah. Well, well, I guess like the soundtrack to to Guardians to of the Galaxy. Guardians is really, really good. So. It was like a show featuring huh. like, that music. Interesting. With those characters. Um, I don't know if it's still there. Uh, you have, okay, my favorite one that I'll talk about, The Voices of Liberty. I knew this was coming. My family sees this every time. We don't miss it. We love it. Um, it is inside the American Pavilion, right in the middle in the rotunda. They have shows running throughout the day. Um, 
It is a group of probably like eight or ten acapella singers who dress in like 1800s traditional American garb. And they sing um, traditional Americana songs like Old Susanna and My Country Tis of Thee and just like really classic American songs that something about it is just really special. Like I love acapella music um, and this is like a really great way to see it um live and you you can you get to sit so close to them so close um the rotunda is like where um you get to hear like a really good echo like you you the way you hear it um it just sounds like amazing so they always encourage you like oh come you know scoot closer come sit up front come closer so you can like hear us under the dome and so you hear them and it just sounds really amazing and i love it does your your family doesn't really no my family does jacob and nathan are both like big choir people so that's true. so yeah yeah they love it okay all right that's all we have for live shows let's talk about marriage moment marriage moment oh gosh i tried backwards i know all right zara so what's been going on in our lives not a lot in this past week um yeah Th- theo's first week at school went really well but he did end up with a cold Rip. that we all ended up getting yes. so that was super fun like i'm still on the mend from that on the, the stuffy side yes the stuffy side for sure it's just not fun like that's probably my zero it's just not fun being sick and also take having to take care of a small human when you're sick because when you're a kid you just get your mom to take care of you. When you're an adult, you have to... You are the mom. You have to make your own tea and get your own tissues and medicine and take care of a toddler. Like, it's just it's just no bueno. So that, that wasn't fun. Anything for you? Um. Yeah, no. I think we, we just... Uh, the weather is getting much better, so we have been able to like do some walks, go to the park. We went to this park this weekend, explored this creek area. Uh, so yeah, the fact that Theo is getting older to where he just likes exploring Mm -hmm. fills my dad heart with so much joy. Like it, it's so great just watching how his brain works. He also loves Halloween decorations and we have put up pretty much all that we have. We have garlands, we have pumpkins, we have decorations. We got to go to last week, um, our local like garden center that has a bunch of like pumpkins and stuff. And he picked out some for our front porch and our mantle and he loved it he thought it was so fun um and always just like pumpkins pumpkins so that's super cute to just kind of enjoy the decorations in the first day of fall and everything so that's awesome boom all right well let's do some zero to hero zero to hero zero to hero your time back zero to hero just like that all right zero well what is your hero for this week well, I mentioned last week that I was reading American Royals and I finished that and I loved it. I read it so fast and I've just been like a reading machine recently and I have finished another book in that time. I just finished today The Tattooist of Auschwitz, which is uh, Michael's like, what are you reading? I'm like, it's a really depressing book. You don't want to know. But um, World War II, again, it's just a very interesting time to read about and a lot of history and stuff and this one was like a New York Times bestseller. It's been out for a while, um, but it is, was just a really good book, kind of a different voice um, from that time period. And there actually is a sequel in the series that I'm on the waitlist to read as well coming up. 
So that's what I've been reading and loving. And another big hero is that Dancing with the Stars is back. I don't think I talked about this last podcast, but that is my number one favorite show. Um, I love it when it comes on. They don't have a live audience this season, which is kind of weird. Um, They just have to like play canned clapping and stuff. Um, And Tyra Banks is the new host. That's also kind of weird. Uh, Lynn, the head judge, wasn't able to come back from England, so they have Derek Huff as um, his replacement. But some of the standout stars from this season are Carol Baskin um, of Tiger King fame. She's not a very good dancer, and she's just kind of creepy, but it's very interesting that she's on there. Monica Aldama, um, the cheer coach from the Netflix series. Uh, Caitlin Bristow, one of our bachelorette favorites. See, I can't believe that she hadn't been on it before. No, I, I feel like that was like five years ago. And yeah, I don't know why, they, if they just like skipped over her or they weren't like doing it at that time. But yeah, she wasn't invited until now. But I like that they asked her. She's really good. Nellie's on there. Um, Chriselle from one of my favorite um, Netflix series um, about um, uh, L.A. Um, real estate show on Netflix. Um, but there's actually a, it's a really good cast um, this season, in my opinion. Um, and, you know, I just love again, I love dancing. I love the costumes. I love the music. I love all of it. So that's my favorite thing that I've been watching right now. Yes. Um, Dancing with the stars is just like, I, I, I can like gauge where we are in the year by whenever dancing with the stars comes on. So I'm glad to have this sense of normalcy back to our lives. I know it is a little bit different, but I know that uh, I cannot envision your TV watching life without the show. I totally agree. I've been watching it since high school. Um, It used to come on um, like junior, senior year. I would watch Castle after it. It was great. But yeah, you you get to watch, you know, basketball. I watched all that with you. For real. I get Dancing with the Stars. Very, very true. It's my favorite. Well, yeah, my hero for this week is um, a show that I watched many moons ago or like a year ago whenever we had HBO. We then canceled it after a month, and uh, that was The Watchmen. I watched three episodes, and then I was like, man, I really like this show, but I guess I'll just cancel HBO because that's the only thing that I am watching. Ends up, uh, the Emmys came, and Watchmen won like the best limited series and a lot of awards and is like became the show of the year basically. Uh, and, and I was like, dang it, I need to rewatch this. So I have now watched three more episodes. It's great. It's like a superhero show that's not really focused on superheroes. Uh, so, but it has that kind of like unit has that universe talks about big cultural type things like police and racial divides and different things, but in like an interesting way. Um, it's just very, very, very well made and keeps you on your toes. The people that made Lost made the show. That is surprising. Um, and so, yeah. So just in general, I think it's really good. Yeah. All right. Do you have any zeros for this week? Mm-hmm. Just being sick, I guess. It's not no bueno. It's not fun. Not fun. That is for sure. My zero would be uh, last episode. I talked about how the Rockets ended the playoffs right whenever fantasy football started. And the Texans NFL season started. And I was like, cool. The Rockets broke my heart. I'll just put my hope into the Texans. Well, the Texans have played the two best teams like in the NFL in back-to-back weeks and have gotten crushed. 
And uh, so yet yet again, I am just my all of my hopes are all dead about another Houston sports team. The Astros are limping into the playoffs. There's only four games left in this weird shortened baseball season. They will hopefully make the playoffs and then we will see what happens. But just my life is good whenever my sports teams are good. And right now uh, they're not doing too hot. So, uh, oh, well, at least I have sports to watch, I guess. True. At least there's that. All right. Well, thank you all so much for listening to this podcast. Um, Please follow us on Instagram. DM us. Give us a little podcast iTunes review. Um, Let us know if you think that we uh, just committed heresy against one of your favorite live shows. Uh, Yeah. Let us know your thoughts. We should be back next week. All right. Peace. Bye. Like Tarzan and Jane, girl, you'll be in my heart. I will fight Jafar with all the Robin Hood starts. Beat the crook, Captain Hook, and any evil that embarks. If Fady starts to leave his mark, I'll send him to a pit so dark you can't see light. Oh, come here, my Snow White, to have a princess for a wife. Yeah, that'd be alright. Chilling up in the castle all day and night. Girl, you're in the middle of my circle of life. <laughs>